David Graff. Joined alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Robert Munoz. It's Super Bowl week. There's no bigger story than the Super Bowl. So, of course, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. We're going to talk some prop bets because on this podcast, Robert and I, we love some action. And especially when you get into some crazy, weird action like prop bets. So we'll go into some prop bets a little bit. And then we are going to have Nathaniel Talich on the pod. He plays for Cheyenne Central. He was also my works prep athlete of the week over here at Wyoming News Now. So we're going to talk to him. And then we are going to talk a little hoops to wrap up the podcast, Wyoming basketball, and a little bit about the high school scene as well. But first, Robert, how's it going? Going well, David. Just sitting here looking at these prop bets. Can't wait for the entertainment that it's going to bring. Certainly will bring a lot of entertainment. It makes the game way more fun and a lot more stressful if you've got weird action like what the color Gatorade is going to be poured on the winning team's coach. If any Gatorade is going to be poured at all, it just gets weird during the Super Bowl, honestly. But uh, we'll, we'll get to the prop bets here in a second. What are you most excited for in terms of this game? It's Brady, Mahomes, obviously disappointed that Josh Allen won't be playing in the game. The Bills lost in the AFC title game. But Mahomes-Brady is still – that's a hell of a matchup. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that in terms of quarterbacks on each side. I don't know what I'm look, most looking forward to. I haven't thought about that yet off the top of my head. Uh, guess we'll see if Brady still has it in him. Let's see if Brady can keep up with Mahomes and all those weapons that Patty Mahomes has over there. Like we mentioned a couple weeks ago, when he was on the verge of not playing with his concussion against the Bills, like we mentioned, all he has to do is get the ball to one of his guys, and they're just going to run away for a touchdown, especially Tyreek Hill. So I guess I'm most anxious to see how and if Brady keeps up with that KC offense. I mean, Tampa Bay's no slouch either. You've got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Cameron Braid, surprisingly good, surprisingly has way more pass catches than Rob Gronkowski this postseason. And, and that he, was the thing, you know, Brady's was like, how am I going to beat the Chiefs? I need these weapons. Tampa Bay has these weapons. I can recruit Antonio Brown. Yo, AB, you want to come live in the Sunshine State? And Brady, you know. Felt like he deserved a little bit of nice weather himself. Yeah, I didn't even mention Antonio Brown. He's certainly – I don't know if he's going to play or not, but he's definitely an X factor considering not too long ago before he was getting in fights with Raiders front office personnel, he was probably the best receiver in the NFL, and there wasn't much of a debate on that. So, yeah. That, that's another interesting point. I think – I can't wait to see Brady. I mean, 10 Super Bowls. I can't stand Brady, honestly. I'm, I'm not a Brady guy. But 10 Super Bowls is something that you can't scoff at. And so 
I, I'm just excited to see him two weeks rest. First team to ever play in their home stadium in a Super Bowl, Tampa Bay is, which is quite the accomplishment in and of itself because now and we it's... never have to hear that again. We never have to hear how the Cowboys or whomever is going to be the first team to ever play host to the Super Bowl. It is a little sad, though. I mean, that there can't be a full crowd, you know? I mean, of course it happens this year. Full crowd or not, the crowd really doesn't affect my ability to enjoy the game when I'm sitting on the couch. I've gone over this. It it just – it doesn't impact me. It obviously impacts the action on the field, but I think it makes the the action on the field that much more crisper. Guys are able to clearly do what they set out to do in practice, and it, it leads to a higher quality of football, and I think you've seen that all season. It just it's part of the game though. It's just part of the game. But it's not part of the game this year. That's the beauty of it. It's not part of the game this year. I don't think there's anything beautiful about there not being a crowd at the Super Bowl. When are you paying attention to the crowd? Um, I'm not. But exactly. There there's still that background noise and it's just they just it's part of the game. Uh, there's nothing beautiful about there not being a crowd at the Super Bowl. I don't need any background noise. I never said it was beautiful. I said the game itself, the play, is has been spectacular. I just need Jim Nance, Tony Romo, to just talk about the game, to hype me up. I, they don't even have to hype me up. I'm already as excited as I'm going to be. Mahomes Brady. What more do you need? You don't need a crowd. You don't need some schlub in the nosebleeds with his wife and they cashed out their mortgage to come see Tom Brady lose in the Super Bowl. If he loses, uh, he's been in 18% of Super Bowls. He has played in 18% of the Super Bowls. That's, That's pretty bizarre. That's insane. He's been to a Super Bowl almost... I think over 50% of his career has ended with a Super Bowl trip, given that this is his 10th one, and I think Brady's on year 20. You, that's, you can't argue. It's the new GOAT versus the current GOAT, Mahomes versus Brady. Who's going to win? What's your prediction? Uh, I'm, I'm not giving any Super Bowl predictions on the game. I, I don't think that Kansas City can possibly lose this game, but I also don't want to count out Brady. I mean, he's got the greatest comeback of all time in NFL history, postseason or regular season, honestly, given the stage. I'm, I'm No predictions, N- not from me, not on the game and the outcome itself. What about yourself? Whoever has the ball last is going to win orchestrate some type of great game-winning drive and Buccaneers are going to have the ball last and Brady's going to win one more to his legacy. One last one. Wow. That's quite the prediction. That's quite the prediction. Well, let's get into some prop bets here. I've been scrolling through the board and my favorite prop bet on all of them and there are a lot when it comes to the Super Bowl, 
is will there be a successful two-point conversion? Plus 230 for a successful two-point conversion. And pretty much every game this postseason, it feels like there's at least been a two-point try. So I'm going to bet that there's at least one try and it's successful. This is the Super Bowl. This is when you bring out your absolute best play that you have in the playbook. And I think that there's no way that there's not at least one successful two-point conversion. Uh, The fact that you're getting plus money on this, I think it's a steal. I I like that as well. Uh, I'm not – I don't think it's – I mean, I'm not surprised that it's plus money, but plus 230, I, I could see it a little lower. Yeah, I I understand that it's plus 230 because most teams kick a field goal or an extra point after they score a touchdown. But come on, there's going to be at least one two-point try. I'm going to bet that that's successful. The fact that you're going to give me $2.30 for every dollar that I bet when it cashes, that that's I'm taking money there. Absolutely. Something that uh, stood out to me that I saw is Tom Brady will have more completions than Paul George will have points against the Sacramento Kings on Sunday and even money. But I think that's a, I could see that happening for sure. That's getting really exotic. That's that's you're having to track an NBA game while you're trying to make sure you have enough chips and dip at your Super Bowl party and have all the proper beverages and everything. And you got to pay attention to the Sacramento Kings LA Clippers game. That's next level. You don't need to pay that much attention. Just rather uh, glance a couple times, maybe throughout the game. I'll probably forget honestly about the Kings and the Clippers there. So just have to wait until afterward and see if I am happy or I'm get a little sad. <laughs> Another one that I really like, this isn't necessarily a prop bet, but I like the Kansas city chiefs to win the first quarter. It's even money. And Tom Brady has never scored more than three points in the first quarter of a Super Bowl. Yes. Nine times. Never scored. So give me the Chiefs minus a half to win the first quarter. I think that they're probably going to end up with the ball first. I just have this gut feeling that Mahomes is going to be itching to get out there on the field and start slinging it, which means that they'll at least have one extra possession potentially over Tampa Bay. So give me that one as well. So Chiefs get the ball first, so that means the first play of the game is going to be a pass rather than a run. I know you like that bet. I know you like whether it's going to be a run or a pass. I I, I think that it's 100% a pass if the Chiefs get the ball first. A little flip screen out. might even be a shovel pass. It's going to be the kind of pass – that frustrates you if you bet run because you're like, oh, man, that was so close. That was so close to a run. That's basically a running play. But it's going to be a pass. And 
So Robert's going to cash. What else do you like? Go back to your first, your first example for exotic bets. And what color will the liquid be that is dumped on the winning head coach? Last year, last year, I chose blue and it was orange. So missed that one, but is it going to be orange again this year? What's it going to be, Graf? I think it's been orange or red in four out of the last nine Super Bowls. And two of the Super Bowls, there was no Gatorade bath, which most places would have been a push. So if you bet orange or red, because you're going to get good odds on both of those, you can bet both and still win money. Now, a wild card, like blue, purple, yellow, clear, that, that'll be a tough one to swallow. But orange and red have a very high success rate. And it's two teams that wear the color red, which I don't have to And orange. And orange. There's a little bit of orange in both of their unis, right? There's a tad of orange in the in the Buccaneers if they've got those throwback creamsicles. There's no orange in the Chiefs. Oh, just yellow with the Chiefs. What am I thinking? Red and white. This guy, lifelong Broncos fan, and he can't even know the colors of the Chiefs. That's why I'm going for Tampa Bay. That that's valid. That's completely valid. Is there any other ones that you like? I'm I'm trying to I'm looking through the board here, and the only thing that I also just I love for the Super Bowl is for there to be more points scored in the second half. Like I said, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady has never had more than three points in the first quarter of a Super Bowl. He, he usually gets it going late. So I'm a bet on him to continue that in Tampa Bay. I'd have to agree with you on that one there. 100%. Not a very exciting prop play, but the last prop play that I will actively endorse is Travis Kelsey to have a touchdown anytime, anytime. He's going to score a touchdown. Then also over 100 yards, uh, I don't see how Travis Kelsey doesn't touch the ball at least 10 times. And so for him to get 100 yards seems pretty fair, especially given that the guy just gets open magically. No matter where he is, he's always open. It makes absolutely no earthly sense whatsoever, but he's always open. So – Give me Travis Kelsey, any kind of props, except for maybe like will Travis Kelsey win MVP because it's obviously going to go to Mahomes or Brady. So I'd stay away from that. And talking about pass catchers, Tyree Kill, longest reception, over 28 and a half yards. That seems money. His longest reception, uh, I think it'll go over 28 and a half yards. I mean, it's probably been longer than that every game this season. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But to cap it off, David, I want to ask you, who will score the first touchdown of the game? 
First touchdown of the game, Leonard Fournette. But I thought you said the Chiefs were going to score first. I still think Leonard Fournette's going to score the first touchdown. The Chiefs might kick a field goal. All right. All right. I'm not, I'm not betting on any Chiefs to score the first touchdown because you never know who's going to get the first touchdown on the Chiefs. It's either Mahomes running some absurd scramble in or, like, they pull some guy who they're – it's like, oh, he was just catching passes for the Calgary Stampeders, and now he's a Kansas City Chief. Look at that speed. Like, I mean, we know who all the Chiefs guys are, but it seems like the first touchdown is always just some random guy. Will it be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Will it be Daryl Williams? I don't know. Will it be Andy Reid? Will he suit up and catch a touchdown? I don't know. So, I'm staying away from any Chiefs first touchdown props. Well, uh, I don't know. I think you can make a case for some long shot, Demarcus Robinson. Or he's not playing, is he? Cole Hardman. Robinson uh, Robinson was one of the guys who got a haircut before yeah. the barber was they found out that he had COVID. So I don't know if Robinson's playing or not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to be able to play. I did Talk see about that. The worst time to get a haircut. <laughs> you, cause you have to get a haircut cause you want to look clean. It's going to be the Super Bowl, And if you score a touchdown, you're going to be on the sideline with your helmet off and you want to look good. You want to look good for a hundred million people. And then your barber gets COVID. No. No. What are we doing? Missing the opportunity of a lifetime is what he's doing. Just unbelievable, man. Unfreaking believable how bad your luck is. If you've gone the whole season, you've stayed away from COVID, and then you're in the Super Bowl. You're in the Super Bowl. And your barber gets COVID. Just unfortunate. But I did see that he told him to finish his haircut. So I guess he's still looking fresh wherever he's watching the game. Oh, God. Oh, God. That reminds me, I got my haircut in Casper a few weeks ago. And I was sitting in the chair. And the girl was like, so have you had COVID yet? And I'm like, no. And she goes, Oh, well, I just had it. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, wait, what? You had it. You had it. How? Recently? When? But like, I'm not going to like storm out of the chair. She's already been cutting my hair. So I've, I've gone through this, like this excruciating moment where you're like, is it really worth a haircut to get COVID? Like, do I want to get COVID this way? You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, and it was worth it for Demarcus Robinson. It was worth it for myself as well. She said she'd gotten, she had had COVID back in December, so it had been like three weeks since she had tested negative, but still like the vibe of maybe she was just giving off COVID germs. Uh, it made the whole thing uncomfortable. It, it was tough. It was tough. Well, that wraps it up for our Super Bowl conversation here. I'm sure we'll 
have plenty more Super Bowl advice if you want it. You can reach Robert and myself on Twitter at Mr. David Graff and at Armunoz307. Now we're going to move away from football and into some high school hoops here with Cheyenne Central's Nathaniel Talich. He was the Wyoming News Now Prep Athlete of the Week this week. He had a big game, a monster game against Cheyenne East last week. Helped hold Graydon Buell to 14 points, way below his season average. So we're going to talk to him about that game last week and how this season has been going for him. He's been playing out of his mind. So can't wait to talk to him and hope you guys enjoy this interview right now. All right, we are joined now by Cheyenne Central's X Factor, as Robert labeled him last week on the podcast here, Nathaniel Talich. Nathaniel, how's it going today? I'm good. How are you? I can't complain. It's another day, another day above ground and uh, don't have COVID. So, you know, can't complain about go. that either. Uh, I want to ask, how, how do you feel you've been playing this season? How, how do you think you've stepped your game up from previous years? Um, I feel like I've definitely improved on attacking the rim, being a little more physical. Free throws and the three-point shot could do a little more work. Well, we all want to make more threes. That's just <laughs> the fact of life. What, what would you say so far this season that you're most proud of in terms of your improvement from last year? Definitely my defense. I feel like I can stay in front of guys now and be more physical when they try and be physical. You talked about um, attacking the rim and how you were proud of that. You're shooting at like a 60% clip right now, uh, last I saw, and that's pretty impressive. That's, that's, I mean, those are numbers that post players put up, not necessarily guards. So what, what, what is it that, I mean, allows you to – because you get to the rim easily, like you said, and your defense uh, allows you to get to the rim and you turn defense into offense. What makes you such a good finisher? I mean, what, it looks easy to you sometimes. It looks pretty easy. Um, I don't know. I just – I feel like guys are going to be more physical, so I prepare for that and I try to stay – like not fling my body parts everywhere. I just try and stay one and – finish through the guys yeah and you talked about and you get like you attack the rim a lot you get at the free throw line a lot and uh you've been struggling from the line like you said right you and you'd like to see yourself improve from the free throw line what what, what does that take is that just mental for you right now 100 percent mental um i don't know i think i put pressure on myself to make them but it's just got to be muscle memory yeah, muscle memory for sure. Um, I want to ask you about Thunder Basin. They seem to be your guys' kryptonite. Um, obviously, they beat you guys at regionals last year, and it's your only loss so far this season. What, what is it about Thunder Basin that gives you guys problems? Um, they're they're a really good team. I know all those guys that we're buddies, and they're they're a really good team. They're they're well coached. Um, we this last game early in the season we. I feel like we took it as, all right, we have to beat them because of what happened last year. And last year, I feel like we we went into the game thinking we were just going to walk through instead of playing 100%. You guys have lost to them at, on the road both times. Is it, I mean, is it something about their gym or 
is a combination of the two um because they're a pretty good shooting team i've never seen them play but they they shoot the ball pretty well right they shoot the ball very well very well every time we seem to play them they they hit lots of threes on us and and their home gym and they hit a couple they're not gonna miss all right i want to go back here you said that you need to put more pressure on yourself to make free throws that seems counterintuitive no, I need to take pressure off. Okay. Take pressure off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, most people will say that they, you know, they just got to let it fly there. So, uh, all right. Got, glad we got that squared away. <laughs> what, what would you say has been the most fun about this season for yourself? You know, I'm really good buddies with my, with my teammates. And when I, you know, we have eight seniors and, a sophomore and a freshman, my brother, but I don't know. I just have a really strong connection with all those seniors and again, one last year to play with all them. I'm trying to make it most fun I can. Well, what, what would you say has, has been the most fun? Um, definitely besides playing is the bus rides up. Those, those are fun. So away games, bus rides are always fun. <laughs> we asked Lawson when we had him on the podcast about what he does on the bus ride. What do you do on the bus rides? Um, normally we play, uh, the heads up game where you put the phone on phone on your head and try and guess that, uh, I'm not very good at it. So I, I let them do it and I just tell them what it is. Well, which category? Cause you could choose which categories, right? Yeah. Uh, we, what, what, which category is, are you the best at? Uh, songs. I know a lot of songs, so, I mean, I don't have a good singing voice, but I can, I can get them, give them hits and they'll know it. <laughs> What's your favorite song right now? Cause I know it's hard to pick a favorite song of all time. What's your favorite song right now? Um, you know, I, I like old songs like Billy Joel and Ellen John. I think I'm still standing right now. That's, that's my favorite song. Nice. I went, I went to a Billy Joel concert at Coors Field last year. So that was a good, that was a good time. Oh, that must have been sweet. You mentioned your brother a little, a little bit ago. What's it like being able to play, obviously, Brock and Brady um, on the team and then you and Carter. Uh, so what's it like playing with your brother? And you're going to have another year to play with him as well. Um, it's definitely – it's interesting. You know, I've watched Brock and Brady play, and the way they communicate with each other, you can tell they're brothers, so – I'm trying to figure out a way not to be like them per se, but be more encouraging instead of bringing them down, you know? Yeah, I, I feel that. I feel that. This past week you were named where I work at Wyoming News now, the prep athlete of the week. What does it mean to get an honor like that? Uh, it, feel, it feels good, but, I mean, the goal is every week. But, I mean, I'm not going to let that slide. I mean, I take – I'm glad I got that, and I hope to get it again the next week. That's a great answer. That's a great answer. Why do you think that you got it last week? What do you think got everybody's attention so much? Uh, probably, I, I want to say my defense. Probably I'm Buell. Buell is a really good player. But Coach gave me the challenge of guarding him, and I wanted to make sure people know I can play defense. You certainly did. You held Buell to 14 points, which was 
way below his season average so far this year. What does it mean for you as a defender to be tabbed for that challenge? Um, it means coach believes in me and I'm not going to let him down on that. I'm going to, I'm going to pick it up defensively during practice to make sure that I'm ready for the game. Talking about your guys' defense, would you say that's your guys' biggest strength uh, this year, or maybe even last year, but definitely this year? Do you think that's your guys' biggest strength on the court? I mean, you guys are so long and so hard to just attack the rim and even shoot from the outside because you your guys' length. Yeah, our length, I mean, not me per se, but Brock, Brady, Cade Burns, Lawson Levering, they, they're intimidating, intimidating guys inside. People drive and Nine times out of ten, I would say they're worried about getting a shot blocked. But on the perimeter, it we're kind of hard to drive against because we're long and lengthy, like you said. What's it like when you've got a seven-footer on your team? I've never played basketball with a seven-footer. Now, I've been elbowed in the face by seven-footers in intramural games, but never had one on my team. <laughs> It's it. It's really nice uh, playing against him would suck, but it's nice having him on a team. You know, he's going to be behind you for for anything that gets by you. And offensively, he's he's the board man and defensively, he's the eraser. He's going to not let anything go up easy. Do you ever go against him in practice? I don't know how you guys' practices work, but do you uh, go up against him in practice? Oh, yeah. All the time. We that's where I practice most of my finishing on bigger guys to see all right how is he going to try and block that maybe I can do a different hand or different angle so I definitely yeah. go up against him every time I can so you would say going up against Lawson and uh I mean you said Kate Burns he's he's tall too I mean he's like six six that's definitely made you better yes 100 percent. those two even Brady I would say Brady Brady most he pushes me every day he doesn't make anything easy, so I have to work really hard for that. What are you looking forward to most about this stretch run? You mentioned you guys have a lot of seniors on your team, so what's it going to be like playing with those guys for the final final times here over the next month or so? Uh, it's going to be very, very crucial that we get things done in the time we have. We can't take any steps back. We need to keep going forward because I only have like 20 more games left with these guys, so I got to make everyone count. How do you plan on making that count? Given, give, giving all those guys my all, and if we don't win, at least they'll know I didn't quit on them. I love that. I love that. Now, you are on our episode for the week of the Super Bowl, so I want to get out of here. Who, who do you got in the Super Bowl? Oh, man. It's, the Chiefs have really good offense, but it's it's hard to go against Tom Brady. You know he's going to pull something out of his sleeve. Oh, man, I don't know. I think Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill are too good. And Tyron Matthew for the Chiefs, he's going to be a beast. So I think the Chiefs got this one by, by three. By three. By three. Our man Nathaniel Talich has the Chiefs by three. We're going to keep track. If they get blown out, then uh, we, we, might, we might have to blow you up on that one. Hope your spot. Jeez. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> Nathaniel Talich, X-Factor for Cheyenne Central and a junior.
Thanks for coming on the podcast with us. Of course. Thanks for having me. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Nathaniel Talich from Cheyenne Central. We certainly enjoyed our time with him. Really appreciate him for coming on the podcast. Fitting us in after practice. Always love that. Want to wrap up the pod here, though, with some talk about the high school hoop scene in Wyoming, as well as maybe get into the pokes a little bit. They're in the middle of a border war right now as we're recording this podcast. Pokes are playing Colorado State. Xavier Ducell is back. He got a little hurt in the last game against San Diego State, so we're happy to see him playing. Hoping the Pokes pull this one out against the Sheep, but uh, but can't can't knock them. Can't knock them right now. I know they're they're coming off two bad losses, two just really tough games against San Diego State. So, you know, this week serves as an opportunity to get back on track, get some much-needed wins against a good Colorado State basketball team. So absolutely rooting for them. And there's not a whole lot for us to talk about. They've It's just tough. You know, you go up against a great opponent like San Diego State, just, ugh, like, what are you going to do? Yeah, they're really good. Uh, hopefully the Cowboys can win at least one game, you know. But don't knock them, you know. Maybe they can pull out two at, at the Reno Auditorium. Yeah, this, this, this team is exciting to watch. Whether they're winning or losing, it's certainly interesting. And we, I'm really enjoying this stretch run here. We're going to have a month month and a half left of poke hoops and it's been a good season so far. So really just bearing down, want to lock into these, into these hoops, hoops games down the stretch here. It's also the stretch of the high school season. It's the home stretch. If you would state championships are about a month away here in Casper. So I want to ask Robert, is central still your favorite? I think, uh, Central is my favorite to win the state tournament, 4A state tournament. Um, but East is really good. Uh, I know Thunder Basin is really good. Sheridan's really good. It's just who's ever playing their best during that week. You know, that's really all it is. Just like last year, Central didn't make it to the state tournament. You know? wasn't their week during the regional tournament. So a lot of good teams. We'll just have to see. But uh, I think Central just – they have a – I don't know. I haven't seen Thunder Basin play or Sheridan play. So I really don't know. And East is really good. But, I mean, East could beat Central next time they match up. Who knows at this point. What stood out to you about Friday's game – Obviously, Central came away. They were 17-point victors, same amount of points that Talich had himself. What stood out about that game to you? I don't know. Like I said in our podcast last week, I kind of thought he would be the X factor, Talich, and he kind of was. But what what stood out to me the most was just East is the top-scoring team in the state, and they were held to uh, 32 points below their average. Central's defense is good. They're just really big and long and take up a lot of space. 
Yeah, I mean, you got Lawson Lovering yeah, in the helps, middle. Helps that, with that seven-foot guy in there. It sounds like Central, as long as things go according to plan, they're going to be able to perhaps run the table. You got Talich, you got Lawson in the middle there. But like you said, anything can happen in that week leading up to the, the championships where just you could have an off-night shooting. You never know. It'll be it'll be interesting for sure. Uh, I'm intrigued to see what happens. I've seen the Casper teams, the Trona County and Kelly Walsh play a handful of times here, and they're you know they're solid basketball teams. They're trying really hard, but they're not they they're not in the same class as East and Central. That's for sure. I like you. Haven't seen Thunder Basin or Sheridan yet play so. Who knows what, what will happen? Any Anything at all, though, that you want to talk about from the high school level that has stood out to you, either about the play, a team, player, anything like that? No, not necessarily. But I will say it's looking like our boy, Xavier Ducell, former uh, guest on the podcast, is hitting threes early, David, hitting threes early against the Sheep. I'm telling you, man, you come on the podcast and good things happen for you. It's I, it's magic. I don't know how it's possible, but it's magic. All right. So shout out to Xavier for keeping that strong. I could list off a ton of examples of guys who've been on the podcast and are playing out of their minds right now. Football, basketball, anything. So shout out to all those guys and for their time. And hopefully Nathaniel's next on the list. I mean, even even Larry Nance Jr. is having a heck of a season, man. Exactly. Even Nance is balling out for Cleveland. The Cavs look really good. He is so. injured, a little injured right now, but he's been hooping. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want I want to wrap up the podcast here, but I also want to say I want to give listeners an opportunity to get a little Wild Sports Podcast merch. Now, we got some T-shirts here, some pocket T-shirts with our logo on it. And I want to open up. I want to give one out to a, a listener. So all you have to do to get a YO Sports Podcast T-shirt is leave a rating. Show us that you have left a rating on the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast. And then send me or Robert a tweet, whatever, if you don't want to tweet it out publicly and you just want to message us, send us a direct message and give us a score prediction on the Super Bowl. The person who predicts the score the closest will receive a YO Sports Podcast t-shirt. Yes, a free one. It's coming to you directly to your doorstep. I will mail it to you personally. All right. So I want to invite anybody to do that. All you have to do leave a rating where you listen to the podcast and then tweet, send us a message, however you want to do it. Predicting the final score of the Super Bowl, you'll be entered to win. It is that easy and you'll receive a limited edition Wild Sports Podcast t-shirt. So excited for that as well. Please do enter. We love the Super Bowl and we love our listeners here. So really excited for that. 
want to thank everybody who has already rated the podcast and said some kind words or anything at all. Really appreciate all of those people and for sharing the podcast. Love getting this out to people. We loved having Logan Wilson last week. The reaction to that episode was fantastic. It was great to see. Love doing that. And without you guys listening, we wouldn't be able to have guests like that on the podcast. So we really appreciate it. Also, don't forget for Twitter, myself at Mr. David Graff. Robert is at rmunoz307. Both easy to find. Both tweet about Wyoming sports pretty often. So good follows as well. And how you can easily give us your Super Bowl prediction as well. Want to shout out Shakewell for the music. And let's just enjoy the Super Bowl. Be safe. Shout out any suggestions, baby. Now 